It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. What a circus of insanity it all is. It's truly impossible to adequately comprehend. Societal collapse and unprecedented tyranny are both unfolding with blinding speed. And even now, how few have eyes to see and ears to hear. No matter how much data they are shown, if the news isn't what they want to hear, it's psychologically screened out in order to keep the grand illusion alive until the last possible moment, until the moment of impact. Think that stock market Ponzi scheme portfolio will save you? Think again. Consider this timeless quote from Herbert Spencer, who said, The ultimate result of shielding men from the effects of folly is to fill the world with fools. Chaos and carnage is coming. Count on it. Have dire truths been shielded from populations by power structures? Absolutely. Too many to quantify. But this being said, countless obvious and inarguable truths in plain sight have been and continue to be completely ignored by the vast majority of the human population. And this is especially true in first world populations where artificial and temporary affluence has all but completely blinded the majority to the wider horizon, a horizon that grows darker by the day. Biosphere collapse remains the bottom line existential threat. And on that subject, No one's telling the truth. Even the few climate scientists that are acknowledging the severity and immediacy of the abrupt climate collapse that is upon us already follow up that admission with a blatant lie that the so-called aerosol masking effect, i.e. climate engineering atmospheric sun-deflecting aerosol spraying, is the only thing saving us, they say, which couldn't be further from the truth. These same so-called climate scientists continue to pretend that global climate engineering operations are just a proposal. And they say that anyone who says otherwise, no matter how much proof they present, is only a, quote, conspiracy theorist. The ranks of the human race is well stocked with cowards and criminals. All the existential challenges we collectively face are ultimately connected to a common core, the unfolding and accelerating collapse of Earth's life support systems, which is and always will be the bottom line existential threat. The entire CV-19 scenario is the controller response. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the non-political, commercial-free, global alert news hour, the bad news broadcast that covers dire reports from all over the world. And the news is getting worse at blinding speed. In this broadcast, Big Pharma sends a warning that the worst is yet to come. And there's this, the upcoming climate conference farce, COP26. Governments around the world are yet again going to pretend they're reining back their looting, plundering, pillaging, and polluting practices, which of course they are not. What is the climate conference actually about? Like all previous dog and pony show climate conferences, backroom meetings are used to force countries to continue their active or passive support of the ongoing climate intervention insanity. Just two samples of reports to be presented. And remember, all is connected, all is intertwined, all is inseparable. Let's cover some headlines, starting with this. A legal memo sent by attorneys to FDA officials on behalf of a very experienced and deeply alarmed physician. A notice was sent to Dr. Peter Marks, 
which is the director of the Center for Biologics, Evolution, and Research, that's CBER acronym, at the Food and Drug Administration, and Dr. Tom Shimabukuru. That's the CDC COVID-19 Vaccine Task Force individual. Here's the letter. Dear Dr. Marks and Dr. Shimabukuru, we write with regard to the September 28th, 2021 letter sent to you by Dr. Patricia Lee, an internal care unit physician and surgeon who has observed and treated numerous COVID-19 vaccine-injured patients. Despite the serious harms from COVID-19 vaccines detailed by Dr. Lee, you have failed to respond to Dr. Lee's concerning letter, nor has anyone reached out to her for additional information regarding these harms, the patients, or her concerns. Dr. Lee's experience does not comport with your agency's, quote, claims of safety regarding COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Lee has been an ICU physician and surgeon for over 15 years and in that time has not seen vaccine injuries at the rate she has seen from COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Lee did not reach out about the redness at the injection site. The injuries she is observing include entirely healthy individuals suffering serious, often fatal injuries, including multi-system organ failure, cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, postpartum hemorrhagic shock and septic shock and disseminated CMV and CMV viremia. Dr. Lee's clinical observations are particularly troubling because as she explains, it appears statistically improbable that any one physician should witness this many COVID-19 vaccine injuries if the federal health authority claims regarding COVID-19 vaccine safety were accurate. And that she has, quote, spoken with colleagues who have also had similar experiences, end quote. Letter ends with this. Your failure, speaking to the FDA officials, to respond is highly concerning. Please contact us forthwith so that we can arrange a discussion and information gathering session between Dr. Lee and the appropriate representatives at the CDC and the FDA. Again, that was a letter sent from a legal firm to FDA and CDC officials recently about the COVID-19 pathogen itself from businessinsider.com. This, COVID-19 psychosis. Scientists probe if condition is due to the body attacking the brain. Excerpts from that report. Some patients develop symptoms of psychosis after COVID-19 infection. Second point, is it possible that the stress of the pandemic is causing the psychiatric problems? Third, some scientists do believe that the condition could be from the virus, CV-19, causing the body to attack the brain. But the vaccinations will save us, right? Question, how's that going so far? Question two, how many suffering the conditions just mentioned were vaccinated? That question seems to go unanswered. What is COVID-19? Where's the constant parade of new COVID versions coming from? The answer to COVID-19's origin isn't a mystery. It's a peer-reviewed science report fact of record. The gain-of-function characteristic that made this pathogen what it is came from labs in the U.S. and Wuhan. And again, that's a fact of record. So where are all the so-called variants coming from? That question isn't hard to answer for any that are willing to face verifiable truths. As geoengineeringwatch.org stated on the record at the very onset of the CV-19 fiasco, the COVID fires would continue to be stoked with ever more virulent versions of CV-19. That's exactly what's happening. Next headline, Comcast censors vaccine-paralyzed 13-year-old girl. Maddie Degari 
volunteered for the Pfizer trial for 12 to 15 year olds. 24 hours after her second dose, she was in an emergency room. She's now in a wheelchair, requires a feeding tube through her nose, and is still suffering nine months later. Maddie was one of 1,131 children in Pfizer's clinical trial for children aged 12 to 15. Pfizer officially recorded Maddie's adverse event as, quote, abdominal pain when reporting clinical trial results to the FDA. If we know Maddie's devastating, life-altering injury is recorded as, quote, abdominal pain in the clinical trials, what other serious adverse events have been systematically hidden and ignored by the FDA? Why is the FDA and Pfizer still ignoring Maddie? Maddie wants the world to hear her story so that this doesn't happen to other children. Comcast media attorneys blocked Maddie's ad from being shown. Systematic censorship across the board. The foxes running the hen house from bottom to top. Next headline, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. warns the FDA that he will file a lawsuit if they approve injections for kids. And of course, we now know that that has happened. But Robert F. Kennedy needs our support. The battle for the many cannot be fought exclusively by the few. It's up to all of us. Last week, a CNN medical commentator, Dr. Jonathan Reiner, stated this, quote, These vaccines will save your life. Anything else, Reiner said, is just a conspiracy theory, end quote. No facts, no data, just his say-so. But as the saying goes, if you repeat the lie enough, it becomes the truth, at least until the consequences can no longer be hidden. For now, the mob mentality prevails in many regions, the demonizing of those that dare to question. But that tide is beginning to turn, thankfully, as the consequences of blind obedience to the power structure truly begin to manifest, are truly racking up. In regard to ongoing and accelerating power structure tyranny, please allow me to share a message just sent to me from a very valued and honorable friend in Australia, Jason. Here's his message. Things are getting beyond bad here and feeling very beaten down right now. Western Australia, New South Wales, Victoria, sees a situation where the unvaxxed are not allowed to enter shops or get medical attention if needed. Security guards stand at the front of stores to stop those who have not had the injection from entering. Same in Northern Territory. Same will happen as of the end of this month in Queensland. It is only a matter of days now before I will not be able to buy food or essential goods. People all over the country are being refused work if they have not had the injection. Very soon, I will have no job, no food, no water, and God knows what else. Jason continues with this. Things are really bad, brother. I don't know how much longer I will last in this country. Australia has become a vicious dictatorship, and the average person is so brutally brainwashed and programmed that there is no hope to wake these people up. It is actually the media and the masses that are driving all of this here. Because as long as the people go along with the tyranny, thinking that it's all normal, then there is no chance of stopping it. Jason then says, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. And real fear has come to me now as I can see my moment of life or death approaching quickly. Meanwhile, another tornado hit here today in Brisbane, and that's two in a week. We usually don't get any tornadoes here. More windstorms in North Queensland this week, too, with baseball-sized hailstones. Take care, brother, and I hope I can speak to you again soon. Signed, 
Jason. How deeply I feel for my brother from down under. What is currently occurring in Australia is well underway all over the world. And yes, most certainly in the U.S. If we're to have any hope of turning the tide, a deep and determined courage must be summoned from deep within us all. A few more breaking reports. Sweden suspends Moderna shot indefinitely after vaxxed patients develop crippling heart condition. Another headline. Joe Rogan states this, by the way, 200 congresspeople have been treated with ivermectin for COVID. My, how deep the hypocrisy goes. Alternative treatments like ivermectin is allowed for those on the inner circle, but not for the rest of us. Next headline, PhD researchers' analysis of VAERS data, that's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, reveals 5,427% increase in deaths following COVID injections. Don't see that headline in many mainstream sources, do you? Next headline, healthcare workers speak out on why they would rather lose their jobs than take a COVID-19 vaccine. When will populations awaken and rise to the occasion? These next two headlines shed some light on that. First this, the establishment is hiding mass resistance to vaccine mandates. And this, U.S. soldiers speak out, quote, America is under attack. Prepare yourself now, end quote. Time to wake up. The party is about to get started. Moving on. From Scientific American, a new headline that yet again confirms exactly what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on this broadcast, on the record, from the very start of the scenario of the last year and a half. The fires would be stoked with ever more virulent versions. Here's the Scientific American headline, quote, COVID vaccine makers prepare for variant worse than Delta. From that report, companies are updating vaccines and testing them on people to prepare for whatever comes next in the pandemic. Pfizer's chief executive, Albert Borla, made a bold promise in June, standing next to U.S. President Joe Biden at a press conference in St. Ives, U.K., just before the G7 summit meeting. Borla said that should the need arise for new COVID-19 vaccines, his company could get them ready within 100 days. Stay tuned. It gets better. The report continues. The need he was referring to is the possible emergence of a, quote, escape variant, a dominant strain of SARS-CoV-2 that evades the fledgling immunity established through vaccines and previous infections. No such strain has yet been identified, but Pfizer and other leading COVID-19 vaccine makers are gearing up for that scenario. How do they always know? You decide. The Scientific American report then continues with this. If an escape variant emerges... RNA vaccine makers such as Pfizer and Moderna could probably design and synthesize an initial prototype injection against a new variant in a few days. We're down to from 10 years to a few months to a few days. Scientific American states this, it can be hard to find volunteers, however, who have not yet received a vaccine that are willing to enroll in an experimental trial of a new one. Imagine that. Given the shocking statistics on the VAERS database, again, the Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System from the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, should it really be any wonder why people aren't lining up to volunteer as a lab rat? Scientific American Report continues with this. 
how public health authorities will determine that a variant has escaped and therefore that the world needs a new COVID-19 vaccine isn't yet clear. The Scientific American article further states, quote, if we start to see lots of people going into the hospital that have been vaccinated, then we have a problem. Hmm. But not to worry. Big Pharma gives us all the reassurance we need in this final excerpt from their report. The process of updating a COVID-19 vaccine will eventually become streamlined. And there you have it. The medical industrial complex will cook up as many vaccine varieties as it takes, for as long as it takes. And they're going to do it at, quote, warp speed, just so all of us can get our lives, quote, back to normal. They wouldn't lie to us, would they? More headlines. This one from CBS News last week. Judge denies New York Police Department Union's bid to halt COVID vaccination mandate. And this from businessandpoliticsreview.com. Minnesota School Board forces parents to say their address in order to speak. Bans criticism of officials. Welcome to the world of 1984. In regard to all the protocols that society is being forced to adhere to, the people pushing these down our throats are honest, trustworthy, and benevolent individuals, right? You decide. And on that note, this headline from multiple mainstream sources, including the UK Daily Mail, Cruel Fauci is condemned for spending $2 million on experiments which saw beagles debarked and trapped in cages so flies could eat them alive. I've touched on this in previous broadcasts, but it continues to unfold and become known. The report then states there is bipartisan fury at, quote, reprehensible misuse of taxpayer funds. That's an understatement. What a horrible practice this example is, and how many more are there like it that we don't yet know about? Let's continue on this theme from numerous sources, including the Washington Post and the Christian Science Monitor. Did Fauci mislead Congress? National Institute of Health letter deepens concerns. In a scathing exchange earlier this summer, the Kentucky Senator Rand Paul accused Dr. Anthony Fauci of not being honest with Congress about whether U.S. taxpayer dollars had been used to carry out a risky type of coronavirus research in Wuhan, China. A clearly perturbed Dr. Fauci, the report states, responded with this. The National Institute of Health has not ever and does not fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, end quote. Hmm. Recent releases of information make clear that Dr. Fauci wasn't exactly telling the truth. Should that come as any surprise whatsoever? So, have Fauci and friends been experimenting on more than just beagles? You decide. What about Bill Gates? He's an honest moral guy that has our best interests in mind, right? Let's rewind to this report from businessinsider.com from earlier this year. Bill Gates hoped his friendship with sex offender Jeffrey Epstein would help him win the Nobel Peace Prize, report says. The Business Insider article then continues with this. Bill Gates was friends with Jeffrey Epstein because he wanted to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Further, an ex-staffer said this, the Nobel Peace Prize quote, is what Bill wants more than anything else in the world. So that's what Bill Gates is really after. And how did the Bill Gates child vaccination programs go in India and Africa? Better not to ask, but please investigate for yourself. And now the same cast of characters is hell-bent on injecting our children as fast as they can. The PR push to carry out this agenda is mind-bending and incredibly alarming. Why am I rolling in the mud with this type of story of 
these individuals because they're the ones framing the narrative. They're the ones that the public, for reasons that are truly impossible to comprehend, are listening to and following, seemingly without any objective investigation. Here's a footnote. Who are some of the primary corporate media medical mouthpieces for the power structure? Dr. Peter Hotez, Liana Wynn, and Dr. Jonathan Reiner. Perhaps it's time to peacefully and professionally ask them why they are playing such a part in all that is unfolding. And why don't they tell us the whole truth? Moving on to this headline from National Public Radio. Emergency rooms are now swamped with seriously ill patients, but in PR states, many don't even have COVID. That doesn't seem to match the official narrative, does it? Next to this, appearing on Fox News Sunday, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, declared that the Biden regime is planning to provide vaccine-hesitant police and other government workers with, quote, education and counseling, end quote, to make them, quote, comfortable about taking the shots. Walensky told Chris Wallace that, quote, we have seen that these mandates are getting more and more people vaccinated, end quote. She then continues with this. What we know from the police workforce is that there have been more deaths from the coronavirus over the last year and a half than all other causes of death for that workforce combined. That's what she claimed, adding, so we believe it is very important to get these people vaccinated. Then came the kicker, the report states. This is where a more complete statement from Walensky is covered, and she stated this. There is a plan, should these people not want to be vaccinated, towards education and counseling to get people the information they need so that they are feeling comfortable in getting vaccinated. In quote. Again from Walensky. This is the CDC director. Is Walensky referring to education camps for the non-compliant? You decide. But now let's cut to the core of what is fueling the collective insanity that's being pushed on populations all over the world, unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse, being further fueled by covert climate engineering operations that officially are just proposals. And for the record, as biosphere collapse becomes impossible to hide from populations, the power structure will become more desperate and dangerous than ever. When the official narrative of the power structure begins to blow apart, and it is, that also will fuel total power structure desperation. And we are there. From TheEconomist.com, this headline, We can change the story of climate change, they say. And they follow with this, the case for geoengineering. From that report, technologies which might stabilize the climate could do the reverse to international relations. Stabilize the climate? It's been going on for over 75 years. How's that going so far? Is it stable? And they try to push this could, may, might bit on us as if it hasn't been going on for 75 years already? Even weather warfare, which is a matter of record. It's not my opinion. It's not theory or conjecture. Project Popeye. Stunning example. After which, international mandates were passed to forbid weather manipulation environmental manipulation in wartime, except over a country's own population. So not that anybody pays attention to the international laws anyway. They don't. How often we hear the climate science community and official sources mentioning the need to avoid, quote, tipping points in the climate. Newsflash. We have passed the point of no return. 
more than two decades ago. Another headline, new from worldpoliticsreview.com. Reflecting sunlight to reduce climate risk. Everything we see in our skies, isn't it the filthy, dirty, wispy, jet-sprayed dispersions that anybody who bothers to look up for any length of time can see that this is going on, and yet we all continue to pretend it's not going on because it's socially unacceptable to acknowledge the elephant in the sky. The worldpoliticsreview.com report continues with this. The world must consider the feasibility and wisdom, they say, of solar climate intervention, or SCI, also known as solar radiation management, SRM, or albedo modification. SCI, the report states, along with the other science terms, refers to large-scale efforts to counteract the warming effect caused by accumulating greenhouse gas emissions, particularly by enhancing Earth's reflectiveness through experimental techniques such as dispersing aerosols in the stratosphere. Question, how long can this facade continue? When we have up-close film footage, many, many clips of up-close film footage of retrofit nozzles mounted on the aircraft wing pylons aimed into the exhaust jet stream, turning dispersions on and off. It's not condensation. The condensation trail narrative is one of the greatest lies, if not the greatest lie ever perpetrated on populations all over the world. It's not condensation. Film footage proves it. End of argument. End of discussion. Review the jet spraying category in the top of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage and see if your eyes can convince you of the truth. Moving on from eurekaalert.org. Climate change lowers nutrition, increases toxicity at base of food web. All that toxic rain wouldn't be a factor, would it? All those tens of millions of tons of climate engineering elements being dispersed into cloud moisture, which rains down, saturates soils, and is absorbed by the entire web of life. Now, that wouldn't be a part of the problem, would it? It's just climate change doing this. From the UK Daily Mail, phytoplankton are the main suppliers of polyunsaturated fatty acids in aquatic ecosystems. According to the recent study, less nutritious phytoplankton that result from Browning and warmer water cause higher level organisms such as zooplankton, fish, and other wildlife, and humans, to be exposed to more methylmercury as they consume more to achieve their fatty acid requirements. So let's put a few puzzle pieces together. We now have mercury everywhere in the food chain, many sources of that, all anthropogenically related. The burning of coal fire power plants and many other sources of industrialized, militarized pollution. Now we have aluminum, ubiquitous in the environment. It is everywhere, and it is being dispersed from aircraft, and we know this because we have tested, not just on the ground, not just precipitation tests from all over the world, and if it's in the precipitation, it's in the air column. How did it get in the air column? And this is bioavailable aluminum in free form, which does not exist naturally in nature. In order for it to be in free form, it must have been mined and refined and dispersed. And when you mix these two elements, mercury and aluminum, which again are in all of us now, the overall toxicity can increase as much as 10,000%. That's 100 times worse. And now let's add in all the elements, other elements that we know are in this mix from climate engineering dispersions. We have barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers. There's no study to document the synergistic toxicity effects of mixing all of this together. A giant salad bowl of toxic elements, all of it raining down through the air column. It's a wonder any of us are standing. It's a wonder there's anything left alive in the web of life, but it is dying by the day. On that note, from the UK Guardian and other sources, 
this headline, fears global energy crisis could lead to famine in vulnerable countries. Could, may, might. Of course, if they have no energy and they can't continue to produce food in the industrialized fashion they have, which was never sustainable, of course there's going to be starvation. The report then states, the global energy crisis could escalate into a world food crisis leading to famine in vulnerable countries unless urgent action is taken. One of the world's biggest producers of fertilizer has warned. They then state that most people don't realize that 50% of the world's food relies on fertilizers. They continue, the climate crisis is likely to intensify cross-border clashes, aggravate conflicts over water and migration, and cause instability, especially in developing countries in ways that could threaten global security. Let me stop there for a moment. There's no could, there's no may, there's no might. It's here. How hard is this to see? The current paradigm was never, ever sustainable. We have sacked the planet in the geologic blink of an eye, and now the reckoning is here. How hard can that be to see? We have fisheries failing all over the globe. About 2 billion of the world's populations depend on protein from the ocean every single day, and that process is about done. 90% of global pelagic fish populations are gone. We have crustaceans disappearing all over the globe. 98% of bluefin tuna are gone. We have crops collapsing all over the globe. We have populations still trying to proliferate. How can that continue? It can't. Does that mean that those in power have the right to choose who continues and who doesn't? No, of course not. But ignoring that reality doesn't change it. It doesn't change it. We have to face the full horizon, not just a part of it that feels comfortable. The Guardian article continues with this. Should a country conclude that international efforts to limit the global temperature increase to 1.5 degrees C over pre-industrial levels had failed? Let me stop there. That's a complete deception. Based on all available frontline data, we are past 3.5 degrees C right now. We are past the point at which humans have existed on this planet. We are in completely uncharted territory. The Guardian article states that if we exceed 1.5 degrees C, and again we're past 3.5, it might a country might turn to its own use of geoengineering and attempt to cool the planet by reflecting solar rays back to space through the injection of stratospheric aerosols or other risky techniques. It's right there in front of our faces every single day. But yet, if it's officially denied... The population wants so much to not believe what they can see with their lying eyes. Without an international agreement on these techniques, we assess that such a unilateral effort would probably cause blowback, the intelligence report stated. Blowback, like massive drought, deluge, incineration scenarios all over the globe. Yeah, that's directly related to climate engineering operations, and that is not to deny all other sources of anthropogenic damage to the climate, but there can be no legitimate discussion from any perspective about the climate or the state of the climate without first and foremost acknowledging climate engineering operations. The Guardian continues then with this. It added that such large-scale geoengineering could be disruptive internationally by distorting the Earth's biosphere, leading in turn to changed weather patterns that could have adverse effects in some regions. Could have in some regions? Climate chaos is wreaking havoc all over the world, and climate intervention operations are a core part of that. The Guardian then states, depending on the scale and location of deployment, it could change, i.e. geoengineering, could change weather systems in the United States, the report warned. What a pack of inadequate half-truths. And then there's this on the same theme. The Biden administration has released three reports on security and humanitarian disasters that could strike as the world heats up. We live in a planetary asylum. There's no could, no may, no might. It's here. It's now. 
the masses fleeing to our borders are not migrants, they're refugees. Does that mean that we should have open borders? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying let's call them what they are. They are refugees and they don't have enough to eat. And much of that, in addition to everything we've already talked about, is from what our government has done in their countries, fumigating their crops under the drug war guise. Our country has wreaked havoc all over the world, and Americans simply don't know that, largely because they don't want to know. Is that criticism, just criticism of our country in any way, condoning other countries? Absolutely not. They're all criminal. But let's look at it in proportion to size. And who is consuming by far the most resources on planet Earth, 25% of them with only 5% of the population? The United States, who has a military bigger In fact, the military that is the largest single-source polluter on planet Earth, a military that is bigger than the next 10 biggest militaries combined. This is a matter of scale. And who is the top of the scale? Guess who? United States of America. Let's press on with the same theme, insanity and deception. This headline from last week, California governor signs climate bills related to AVs, that's autonomous vehicles, and wind power. The report states legislation aimed at requiring the electrification of autonomous vehicles and bolstering offshore wind power have cleared the governor's office as the state pushes to be a leader in the transportation and energy sectors. This is all mass, total deception. View the groundbreaking documentary Planet of the Humans to learn more. Technology isn't saving us. It's killing us and what's left of the planet's life support systems. Doubling down on technology with the delusional notion that doing so will allow us all to live happily ever after is simply another leap toward self-extermination. Climate intervention operations are the absolute epitome of big tech insanity. Nothing less than weather warfare. On the subject of meetings to propagate insanity, COP26 the upcoming International Climate Conference. Here's the headline on that event. COP26, climate change tipping points are keeping scientists on their toes. Consider this final statement from that report. From electric vehicles and green investments to a global youth movement led by Greta Thunberg, a crescendo of change has experts wondering whether the world is turning the corner on the climate. What an absolute farce all of this is. Let's backtrack to some of the previous climate conferences, Cancun and Copenhagen. At both of those climate conferences, there was record cold temperatures at the conference during the time of the conference, in spite of above normal temperatures in all the surrounding regions. It's not nature. It's a demonstration of climate engineering, which is the only thing going on at these conferences. It's larger superpowers forcing other countries around the world actively or passively support the climate engineering insanity. The business-as-usual paradigm, loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until virtually nothing is left, and so many in populations, and especially first-world populations, are all too willing to go along with that paradigm. What do we see from so many sources, including alt-media sources, that seem to want to pretend that they're just trying to take away our Winnebago's? That's all. That everything would be fine if gas was just 10 cents a gallon and we had no regulation on anything. Then the looting, plundering, pillaging, polluting could really go exponential, at least for a brief moment in time, until the planet is completely dead. Am I endorsing the Green New Deal? Again, if I haven't made it clear enough, the whole green energy narrative is total deception. And above it all, the climate engineering onslaught continues. If there is to be any chance of anyone 
making it through what's coming, the damage to the planet, and the interference with its remaining life support systems must halt, starting with stopping climate intervention operations. The controllers at the top know exactly what's unfolding, thus the current protocols facing populations. More breaking bad news headlines in a moment. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and in doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It is our collective actions that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 325, October 30th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critical information that covers the issues we must collectively face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast and Alabama, Texas, Tampa, Florida, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, and now Portland, Oregon, Denver, Colorado, and Columbus, Ohio. I want to express my deepest gratitude to all those that have helped geoengineeringwatch.org expand our voice to so many major locations. Those that have helped in this effort know who they are. Recordings of the weekly Global Alert News broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness-raising materials, printed materials, can be found and ordered from our homepage. For our approximate cost of producing and shipping, our colored glossy flyers and booklets are packed with shocking satellite images, documents, patents, photos of the retrofit spray nozzles mounted on climate engineering aircraft. The list goes on and on. Again, our only goal is to sound the alarm as effectively and efficiently as possible. On that note, the recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming conclusively proves climate engineering operations are ongoing. This groundbreaking documentary is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering assault. Sharing the link for the documentary directly from the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage through email helps us to overcome the attempt of the controllers to censor the dimming documentary and geoengineeringwatch.org data. Let's get back to the front lines of the ongoing climate engineering fiasco. California weather. This headline from Axios.com, quote, atmospheric river swings northern California from drought to flood. The report states, a series of powerful atmospheric river storms are delivering historic amounts of rainfall across parts of drought-stricken California and the Pacific Northwest, triggering widespread power outages and flooding. And this from CNN, quote, ferocious bomb cyclone slams California. Lots of sensationalism, but in most regions, not that big of an event. In fact, in my location of Shasta County, as usual, the rain came later than scheduled. And after several days of the new normal, featureless, dirty gray skies and perpetual drip and drizzle, the rain finally showed up. Desperately needed rain, but again, before it showed up, on days that was scheduled to rain but didn't. What could we hear? What could I hear over my remote forest location home, over the featureless skies of aerosolized cloud canopy? A parade of jets. Sounded like I was at the end of an LAX runway. Jet after jet after jet. Surface temperatures cooled down radically, but that's what climate engineering does now, especially with patented processes of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. 
Again, search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org if you really want to know what's occurring. And that's an aspect of climate engineering that no one but geoengineeringwatch.org is trying to bring attention to. Why not? Why not? Thanks to all the media hype of the California rain, many mistakenly believe everything's back on track in the formerly golden state. Now cooked to a crisp. But that's not so much true. My location is still down. About 490 inches of rain since 2007. And no, I didn't misspeak. 490 inches since 2007. About 40 feet of rain short over the last 14 years. If there's not enough atmospheric moisture for the weather makers to seed with, again, chemical ice nucleation elements, the temperatures go right back up. And when the sun goes down, all too often, the temperatures don't. This is a harbinger of the now runaway greenhouse effect, made worse by heat-trapping climate engineering elements that are being sprayed into our skies. So here's the bottom line regarding the flow of moisture that was finally allowed to enter the U.S. West. Much of it was heavily seeded again with ice nucleation elements. At one point in the last week, the daytime high in my forested location was 39 and 40 degrees, only to rebound to almost 80 degrees a few days later when the moisture had passed. The seeding further allows the weather makers to migrate much of the moisture that would have fallen in the west to places further east where the engineered surface cooldowns are continued. On that note, Last week from AccuWeather, forecasters hinting at snow possibilities as big pattern change looms. They never are really quite sure what's going to happen because it's always in a state of flux, just like the rain that has just hit the U.S. West, as I stated in the last broadcast. Only NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and the National Weather Service, the two agencies with federal gag orders on their employees, illegal federal gag orders on our national weathermen, because... Their weather reporting is done for them, their weather modeling, by Raytheon, private defense contractor Raytheon that is neck deep in climate engineering operations. So only these two agencies seem to know that this moisture was coming. No one else acknowledged it until it, about the time it happened. Again, this is the scheduled weather, and not everybody gets the script in time, do they? And now, again, some of the moisture that was migrated across the West is now being staged for another surface cooldown in regions that were recently quite warm in many locations. Weather whiplash continues to worsen as the weather makers put ever more pressure on the planet's remaining life support systems. For the record, anytime you hear so-called meteorologists stating anything in regard to, quote, normal temperatures, keep this in mind. They're referring to the new and ever-changing, ever-escalating so-called normal, which with each passing day is further from the historical normal temperatures. Official global temperatures are being falsified to the downside. Statistics are being constantly manipulated, all in the attempt to mask the true severity of unfolding planetary meltdown. Climate scientists make mention of the dire potential for what they term hothouse Earth. What we face, short of a complete change of direction by our species, is far worse. More correctly labeled, scorched, lifeless Earth, i.e., Venus syndrome, not a metaphor. How are the fall colors doing in many parts of the country, or the northern hemisphere for that matter, way behind schedule? Why? I just covered why. The overall temperatures are far too warm in many locations. The weather makers likely 
were hoping or planning for leaves to be blasted off the trees from the big blow that recently took place from the so-called nor'easter on the east coast, but it seems that didn't work as well as they planned. Our defoliants next in the agenda, which we have seen in fall rains in many locations. The leaves shrivel up and die in the tree shortly after these fall rains. And if you see stone-dead leaves, again, shriveled up, still hanging to many trees, you'll have your answer. That phenomenon is not nature. If you think that such large-scale defoliation spraying, again, is not possible, I've covered this in previous broadcasts, ask the Vietnamese people that survived our government's spraying of toxic elements that literally defoliated entire jungles over 50 years ago. Now, the resources of the U.S. military are exponentially larger. And the technology of chemical defoliants has advanced over a half century. Yes, it's happening. And not just the U.S. military. Regarding climate engineering overall, countries and militaries all over the world are actively or passively participating in the climate engineering insanity in spite of any other tensions between them. It cannot be otherwise. You cannot geoengineer over your own country without affecting the entire world. They are all involved. And again, this is what the COP26 International Climate Meeting is actually all about, behind closed doors. Bouncing back to the defoliants that appear to be part of the precipitation events that occur in the fall, why, many ask, would they conduct this sort of operation? This is why. To attempt forcing the appearance of seasonal changes on a planet that is hurling into total meltdown. And everything the climate engineers spray into our skies settles down to Earth, where the entire web of life, including us, gets to inhale and absorb it. Highly toxic elements, heavy metals, and polymers. Moving on, from Fizz.org, climate scientists fear tipping points. Maybe you should too. That's what the headline states. Let's pick this apart because there'll be a lot of this type of headlines in the next couple weeks. Report states, leaders may be going into the UN Climate Summit in Glasgow with the do-or-die goal of limiting global warming at 1.5 degrees Celsius. Again, we're past 3.5 degrees C right now. But it says breaching that cap is not what keeps scientists awake at night. The real disaster, they say, begins with triggering of invisible climate tap wires known as tipping points. Climate tipping points are game-changing risk factors, an existential threat. We need to do everything within our power to avoid them. It's too late. They're triggered. They've been triggered in many cases for two decades, three decades, and even further. The report states, anyone who has leaned back in a chair, balancing on two legs, knows there's a threshold beyond which you irrevocably crash to the floor. That portal between two stable states, in this case, an upright chair versus a fallen over chair. This is a tipping point, and Earth's complex interlocking climate system is full of them. Yes, and they have been triggered. Report continues, these temperature thresholds have potentially widespread impacts. If the temperatures rise enough to melt the ice sheets atop Greenland and West Antarctica, it could lift oceans more than a dozen meters. That's 40 feet. The Amazon tropical forest on which we depend to soak up carbon pollution could turn into savanna. Newsflash, it is already a carbon source, not a carbon sink, and there are many factors for that. Bioavailable toxins in the rain like aluminum, which shut down root nutrient uptake. Intense UV, frying the foliage from the top down, cutting off of precipitation. So much of it linked right back to climate engineering. This report then goes on to mention the methane deposits in the tundra and on the seafloor that could thaw and release into the atmosphere. 
It's been occurring for decades, and geoengineeringwatch.org has been trying to disclose it for the entire length of our existence. And these so-called science sources are still pretending that it could, may, might happen. It's here. It's happening now. This report then states the last time atmospheric concentrations of CO2, and they don't even mention methane or nitrous oxide, other greenhouse gases, or many other gases on top of that, but they mentioned that the last time CO2 concentrations were this high was 3 million years ago, and temperatures were at least 3 degrees C higher, and sea levels were up to 25 meters higher. Again, we are there now, and worse, countless forms of human activity with climate intervention operations at the top of the list have also decimated Earth's life-preserving ozone layers we have tried so desperately to disclose. You can feel this intense searing heat on your skin, on surfaces. This is an existential threat by itself, and it's not mentioned anywhere in any of these so-called international conferences or by the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the largest scientific panel ever assembled on any subject in human history. And yet... This massive scientific panel completely omits the methane factor. They completely omit the disintegrating ozone layer. The purpose of this massive organization is to pretend that total collapse is just over the horizon somewhere. No, it's here. It's unfolding now. And climate intervention operations are further fueling this process. What else might those in power do when they become desperate enough? It's intentionally triggering a nuclear winter, a potential agenda for them, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't they be that desperate? We have so many examples of that desperation unfolding all around us, especially in the last two years. From commondreams.org, this, climate emergency includes the threat of nuclear winter. They state, wishful thinking aside, the threat of nuclear war has not receded. Not at all. In fact, again, it may be a part of the agenda soon. From the UK Guardian and other sources, this, halt destruction of nature or risk dead planet. Leading businesses warn from that report. In an open letter, the chief executives of 10 major companies have called on governments to take meaningful action on mass extinctions of wildlife and the collapse of ecosystems or risk, quote, a dead planet. Yes, governments are indeed taking action. They have been taking action. And that's what the upcoming COP26 conference is about. And their action, to do what they've been doing. And to double down on it. To play God with the life support systems of the planet. How's that going so far? And there are many other agendas. I don't want to pretend there is not. And those agendas are not benevolent. As President Lyndon Johnson stated, all the way back in 1962... He who controls the weather controls the world. Further, the same entities control what each and every one of us inhales. What they disperse in the atmosphere settles rapidly through the air column, reaching the surface, where it becomes a contaminant for us and for every living thing on this planet. While the remaining life on planet Earth struggles to stand against the tidal wave of insanity and willful destruction, the masses that were formerly easily distracted with bread and circus are now being frightened into complacency and compliance, while still telling themselves that if they just do what they're told, they can soon go 
back to their former way of life and what a life it was. TV commercials that consist of materialism and gluttony, followed by the constant parade of pharmaceutical industrial commercials pushing their latest concoction with a list of so-called side effects that is so long and alarming that one cannot help but wondering who in their right mind would take the big pharma creations. But they do. And the conformists are told they will be rewarded for their obedience. That reward is coming, but it won't be the one that was hoped for or expected. It has been said that republics are created by the virtue, public spirit, and intelligence of the citizens. They fall when the wise are banished from the public councils because they dare to be honest, and the profligate are rewarded because they flatter the people in order to betray them. Question, are we helpless to stand against the tide? Answer, absolutely not. Helplessness is a decision. It is a choice. Courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. A statement from Mark Twain, and this also from Twain. With courage, you will dare to take risks, have the strength to be compassionate, and the wisdom to be humble. Courage is the foundation of integrity. And this from Mahatma Gandhi. It is easy to stand with the crowd. It takes courage to stand alone. The bottom line is this. We are here for a reason. It is up to us, each of us, all of us, to decide what that reason is. What are we here for? To perish in the attempt to expose and halt the insanity is infinitely more meaningful than to take your last breath wondering if you could have made a difference, but never tried. Sharing dire data with those who don't want to hear it takes courage. It's not easy. But reaching a critical mass of awareness in the population is the only way forward in this fight. It is imperative to develop an effective and polished strategy. Less is often more. Cornering someone and ranting at them will only trigger their defenses. It will shut them down. By contrast, passing on fertile seeds of credible data with compelling images is most effective. Don't push too hard, i.e. don't immediately dig up the seed of awareness you have planted in another to see if it has sprouted yet. When its time has come, you will know. But that time is not in our control. It is in bigger hands. Plant the seed and move on. Keep sowing. Time is not on our side. The sand in the hourglass continues to run down. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help to turn the tide. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.